My name is Abaya Tayev and welcome. I'm Roshan Kiamov and this is TeenPod. So Abaya, what is TeenPod? Well, this, it's a complicated question to answer for me. I mean, it's uh, a mixture of all kinds of different attributes coming together, but more importantly, giving our perspective as teenagers on yeah. what's going on in the world or the things that we learned in school or even things that are out of our academic spectrum. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, for me, we're just two students who are interested in emotional intelligence and just human behavior and all that. Creating this podcast is like, yeah, exactly. It's a way of like expressing our opinions about certain things. Overall, for me, I think it's our journey to self-understanding and self-improvement. I mean, like the identity factor in teenagership or just the, how a person matures for a life really matters. There are ways to determine the way we are as a person and who we are. But I think it's really important because it's part of who we are and it's the single core thing that people get to experience when talking to either one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also think with emotional intelligence, it's sort of something you learn through life. And obviously teenagers our age, we haven't really experienced many things yet. So by making this podcast, we're able to help teenagers our age without being necessarily condescending about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited for this podcast. Listen, all, overall, I think that the importance here is to make sure that everyone kind of has a perspective on not only the, the psychology aspects of this, but as well as how they could use some of the things that we talk about into their daily lives and perhaps introduce some of the things that are talked about in emotional intelligence or verbal judo for themselves. I mean, that, that these are things that people use on corporate levels, political levels. This is something that has been studied throughout ages and centuries. Perhaps in the back in the old days, it was different because of... Yeah, probably. I, I agree with everything you're saying. You also have to be aware that it's also used in day-to-day contexts. Anyone you talk to, even a cashier or bus driver, they're going to be aware of your body language and how you treat them. And also, not just with strangers, it's also your relationships with other people. But what exactly do you mean by the body language? I mean, it's... It's something that's talked about a lot on the radio, on television and all. But like, could you give a bit more of your perspective on this? Yeah, well, to me, body language, it's a key instrument in today's societies and how we interact with one another. It changes depending on your culture and the society you grew up in, but also the the generation you grow up in. For instance, in regarding cultures, direct eye contact could be a sign of respect in some countries, such as countries in the West or the US. Whereas in other countries, such as Japan, it can be a way to demonstrate disrespect towards another. Let's kind of have a deep dive into those examples. Let's say I'm a Japanese male walking around and I see, for example, an old lady passing by, I make eye contact and say hello. Does that count as disrespect towards that? I would assume since I've grown up in mainly just in Western countries, if you do that in a Western country, it's definitely a sign of respect. And if you avoided eye contact or didn't say hello or anything, then that would be disrespectful. But you need to keep in mind that Switzerland, where we're from, like where we're living currently, it's a individualist country, which means you look after yourself and your immediate family. And in countries like Japan, they're more collectivist, which is the opposite of individualistic. They care for everyone. Loyalty is always what they strive for and everything. In that sense, respect 
in Japan, it might manifest itself in a completely different way than in an individualist country. So the examples that I had with this is that there were times when I looked up on the news that in Japan, if you are taking a leave, you must first of all make sure that everyone in your office knows that you're taking a leave. Second of all, once you come back, it could be one day or two days, you will have to bear gifts and souvenirs to all of that, you know, all of your colleagues and make sure that your workload is covered. Whereas here, when you take a leave, it doesn't particularly dawn upon you to really inform the people that you're working with. Yes, you may send them a message, but Japanese people, when they take a holiday leave, they really make sure that everyone knows and can cover their workload for them. Another example of this could be, for example, nowadays, even though it is in Japan, there are times when you come into a new village, a new neighborhood. It is culturally expected for you to make sure that you introduce yourself to the community around you. It could be the next, next door neighbor and once more bear gifts and make sure that you are known. In Tokyo or bigger cities in Japan, these things kind of lose themselves because people don't really have, I mean, you're not gonna go about all the small floors in Tokyo and kind of say, hello, would you like to take my gift? <laughs> which apartment are you again? Hello. But there's always hypothetical scenarios as well, which help us understand body language more. So for example, let's imagine you go to a job interview or presentation of a project of some sort, and you're expected to convince the audience or interviewer that what you're presenting is worth their time. By how do you think you would stand out from other candidates that they've met? I think the way you look matters. I mean, the way you enter the room, the, your physical appearance, although it is something that people say it doesn't really count in today's society, you know, it is really the first impression that matters. For example, you shouldn't come to an interview or a presentation dressed in beach shorts unless you are a company 500 guy that already, you know, can afford that. To command and attract attention from the audience, you mostly need to make sure that you really interact with them. Don't stay in your bubble. Use your body language to demonstrate, to talk, to really expand your point further. The way you speak, the tonality, the way you articulate the words, as well as your overall charm, which really does count. Make sure that you have a few jokes in there. Just, you know, you don't want it to be uh, very, very bland. Yeah, yeah, I agree. In particular with body language, what communicates openness is literally being open. So not having your arms crossed or your legs crossed or fiddling with your hands in front of you. Generally, having your shoulders back, presenting yourself openly. If you're sitting down, like just lean back, you know, act relaxed. If you act relaxed, then other people will also be relaxed around you. You have to remember that we as human beings don't really like to get in other people's businesses. We do not want or care about what they say. Uh, sometimes we do, perhaps if it's like school drama, but yeah, it's, it's gossip or something, yeah. But in reality, uh, we are selfish beings and during a class presentation or a, a corporate moment where you really need to pitch that idea, the guy is there, he saw thousands or hundreds of people like you, he doesn't care. He just wants you to stand out and really show that you are bringing in something else. Many times, investors don't invest in the company. They actually invest in the entrepreneur, the CEO that runs the place. That is really what counts. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, obviously, I haven't been to any of these corporate meetings, 
But at school, for example, like you said, with presentations, there's a key difference, like in students who present, there's some who clearly don't know exactly what they're talking about and you can tell, like they always need to look at their notes and everything, they're not comfortable in themselves, they're anxious and all that. Versus there are other students who have taken the time to prepare and also present themselves well, like you said, like it's not necessarily about what it is you're presenting, but it's how you present yourself. I always notice like whenever someone is presenting themselves well, no one's on their laptops, everyone's actually paying attention and laughing at potential jokes a person makes. I think being able to laugh at yourself is very respectable, you know, and making jokes about whatever you're talking about, you know, to make it again, more comfortable and more relaxed. Make sure to tune in until our next episode. So we thank you for listening in. And uh, we wish you a great evening, day or morning. Depends on when you're listening to us. <laughs>